Welcome to the Why Music Podcast, where we talk to independent artists about their journeys, the inspirations behind their music, and ultimately why they make music. This next artist is a Fort Lauderdale-based singer-songwriter that doesn't hold back what she has to say. Her simplistic yet powerful production style combined with intimate lyricism is everything you could ask for and more. Only two years into the game, she's stepping it up with every new release. Welcome, Crystal. Hi, thank you for having me on here. Thanks for I'm doing very it. Excited. <laughs> yeah, of course. Um, so I always like to start with kind of getting a sense of what your journey has been with music, just in general, and turning it into what it is now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, uh, long, kind of a long story. <laughs> so I started singing when I was a little kid. I grew up basically in a very musical household. So my parents were always like trying to push me to sing for literally anyone who would listen. <laughs> so that turned into me like putting on little shows at the restaurant. They had a restaurant in New York when I was a kid. And that's where I made like my first dollar ever singing when I was like five years old. <laughs> and I kind of just became addicted to like that feeling of singing for people all the time. And so that just continued throughout my childhood. And then when I hit my teens, I started doing musical theater. I started playing guitar. I really wanted to like impress my dad because he's really good at playing a whole bunch of instruments. And so I kind of just like holed up in my room when I was like 13. And I just remember I like took one of his guitars and would sneak away for like three hours at a time to just try to learn like Taylor Swift songs on the guitar and Jonas Brothers songs. <laughs> and eventually I like felt comfortable like playing them. So I like went and showed my parents and it kind of, that snowballed into me like writing songs. Cause I had tried like writing poetry and songs in the past, but I didn't really feel like I really loved songwriting until I learned how to play guitar. Cause then it felt like I was actually building songs, you know? Um, then when I was like 17, 18, I kind of felt confused about what direction to go in with music. You know, I, I, I had just finished high school at that point and I really didn't know what direction my life was going in. And I didn't really feel like I had the proper guidance as far as like music careers go. I was honestly like, I, I was like this close to going to school for musical theater because I had very big dreams of doing Broadway one day, which that's, you know, it could happen one day. <laughs> I'm still holding out hope. Um, and eventually I kind of just put it on the back burner because I, I really didn't know what to do with what I had. Uh, I had like tried to do like a demo with this, producer I had met it ended up not going very well because uh I've always had a lot of people push for me to do like super pop songs and that's not really who I am like I love pop music I love listening to it and dancing to it singing to it but when it comes to like my own music it is like a branch of pop but I think they were really trying to like have me be this like sexy pop star because I'm Colombian and I I feel like that's like the image a lot of Latin women like get pushed into you know um so I put music on the back burner for a while because I didn't feel like it it was for me at that time um I ended up eventually going to school for nursing and <laughs> then you know fast forward to 2020 we have a pandemic on our hands and my anxiety is through the roof all the time. <laughs> and I, I was just massively stressed all the time. And one day my dad brought over his tablet to me and was like, Hey, I found this thing called garage band on here. Like, why don't you just try it? I was messing around with it and it, you can like make music on there and like you make your own songs and at the time, I kind of was like dismissive because I was just like not in a great place mentally. 
and uh you know I just kind of felt like it was my dad trying to push me to do music again because that's what he's always wanted for me and I am that kind of person that like even if I want to do the thing if like my parents are like trying to force it on me I am not going to do it (laughs) you know Mm -hmm. (laughs) so that's kind of what it was feeling like at that time and uh you think that's something that you would outgrow like as an adult but it really isn't (laughs) (laughs) and so eventually I was like fine let me like let me just look at this thing whatever and the next thing I knew I was like trying to produce out a song on GarageBand even though I had no idea what the heck I was doing you know and I was kind of terrified to write my first song after so many years of not writing because Mm -hmm. I just was like this is gonna be trash (laughs) there's no way I'm good at writing anymore because it's been too long and uh you know what I wasn't entirely wrong (laughs) it it, it did take a few tries for me to feel like I was actually making something worthwhile uh, or that would ever see the light of day (laughs) Um, but eventually I just couldn't stop writing and that became like my outlet during the pandemic where I would come home and feel totally wrecked from being at the hospital all day but I would come home and write a song and it felt like the stress would just melt off me, you know? And then eventually I like took a couple of production courses online, like short ones, uh, transitioned over to using logic as, you know, my software for creating a song. And, um, I started collaborating with other people and then I eventually started posting on TikTok and it just kept kind of snowballing from there. And then before I knew it, I released my first song in September of 2021, my therapist and kind of just been going since then, you know, like trying to just be consistent and uh, trying to find my people, you know? So, yeah. no, I've, Sorry, I've... that was a very long winded story, <laughs> but <laughs> there was a lot of years to cover. Oh, absolutely. Um, I mean, oftentimes that is the case. So, um, at what point in the whole, like, garage band, even into Logic, and, like, restarting it after it had been a chunk of time, was it that you were like, okay, like, I keep on coming back to this, what kind of made you decide to take some of those things and put them out? So there was a very specific moment um this was like a couple months into me getting back into like writing songs and you know just trying to dabble in production I wrote Bittersweet and I know you've listened to Bittersweet but for whoever's listening to that hasn't listened to Bittersweet it's a very like heartfelt ballad about uh you know moving on and realizing you deserve better after having your heart broken by someone truly toxic in your life. And um, that song was the first song I wrote after like all those years that really made me like stop and think like, I think I can really be a songwriter. You know, like, I think this is worth sharing with the world. And um, it took a while for me to release Bittersweet. I released a few other songs before that song, but that was like the eye opener for me where I was just like, I can really do something with this. Um, I mean, that's, if it's just kind of the flip of a switch, it's always interesting to see how it just kind of like, that is the moment that you can like look back to and see things just shifted at that point. Um, So I'm curious then, what made you decide to put other tracks out first, knowing that this was the turning point? So the reason I went with my therapist as my first release, that song came together just so quickly. It, I think we wrote that song in like just a couple hours and then I produced it in just a few more hours after that. And when I went to 
uh, my friend Brian's house to record the vocals and have him mix and master it. It literally just all happened in the span of like a couple days. And it just felt so good. I was like, I need to put this out now. <laughs> so it wasn't necessarily like me going into it thinking like, this is the song I'm going to release because at, at, at that point where I was like considering releasing music, like my therapist didn't even exist yet. It just was something that like happened so quickly. It felt like inevitable that it was just going to come out, you know, as quickly as it was made, just as quickly it had to be out in the world. Um, and then Broken Heroes was the next one, which was a serious departure from my therapist because Broken Heroes was how I processed the pandemic. And it was very much about uh, my experience working through the pandemic, uh, how it often feels like you're screaming into the void, especially working in healthcare. And that kind of was during a time where the pandemic was not really, like it was still very serious. Um, and there was still a lot of COVID going around at that time but it felt like the world was starting to kind of uh, view it differently and like chill out a little bit. And I didn't feel chill about it at all. <laughs> um, and so I put Broken Heroes out uh, just as like a way to process all those feelings, you know? Um, so that was what inspired that release. And then I was like, okay, I think it's time for bittersweet now. <laughs> um, and then do you regret it came right after that? Because those two songs, I feel like they're sister songs. Like they're, they're about the same person, <laughs> um, about the same situation, just uh, two different sides of it. You know, like they kind of, they live in the same universe. Uh, do you regret it is very much like an angry song. Whereas bittersweet is just like acceptance and, it is sad, but it's like, it's okay. Like, I'm going to get through this. Whereas do you regret it as like, F you, hope the worst things ever happen to you. You're a piece of crap. <laughs> you know, the two sides of the same point. <laughs> two of two of the five stages of grief. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and then everything else that has come out since I, I have seven songs out right now with uh one more coming in less than a month so it kind of feels like um like I'm really establishing my sound and vibe so I'm really excited about that I mean it's only the beginning really if it's only been a couple of years yeah exactly I know it, it really feels like um you know, because even after like the first few songs that I put out, like it still really felt like I'm just dabbling, you know, mm -hmm. uh, like, like every release, I was always just so nervous because I'm like, is anyone going to listen to this? And then when people would, I'd, I'd still be like shocked. I'd, I'd be like, oh my God, people actually care about my music. Like this resonates with people. Mm -hmm. And I don't know that that feeling will necessarily ever go away for me. Um, because I think uh, that's definitely one of like my biggest insecurities where it's just like, I love what I'm putting out and it means a lot to me, but it also feels like I'm putting my thoughts on display, my diary out on the table for everyone to read in song form. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know so it always feels like a little scary to release music even if I do feel like people take me a little more seriously now <laughs> and like I do have more listeners now obviously than when I started um it still always feels like you have that like little thought in the back of your mind where it's like is anyone gonna care if I keep putting out songs or not you know? Yeah. I mean, being in that early stage, it is a big question of, is what I'm doing going to be received the way that I intend it to be received and to the degree yeah. that I intend for it to be received? 
end. Sometimes it's yes. Sometimes it's no. Um, I think that like over time that usually shows more than in the beginning, especially what you're doing on the back end of things with giving opportunity to it being seen, you know, just throwing it yeah. on Spotify in itself. It You will get listeners on it to from whoever you send that link to and that's it you know what I mean it's not it's not a it's not a game of just throwing it into a black hole and then seeing things just sort of occur um which you know has its has its upsides and its downsides in the sense of like you ultimately can can potentially control the fate of your own music in the sense of like what you put into it is what you will eventually get out of it. You know, I think every little thing that people do around their work pays off if done period. Really. I think that every, every artist's music has a home in someone's ears. It's just a matter of what you're doing to find those people. Exactly. That's the tricky part of the early stages. It's like, you don't really know who that's for. You don't really know where it will land. You don't really know also what you should be doing to get it to the people that it should be getting to. And so it's mm-hmm. daunting and it's very discouraging in a way because it's like, I'm throwing, I'm, I put like so much time and effort into this and I'm not seeing what I want. What, what do I need to do? And just, you know, it's, it's, you don't know what you don't know. Yeah, of course. And it's, it's it's tricky. Especially, you know, I feel like now there's so many different things independent artists are expected to do to like promote their music. And a lot of it does feel inauthentic. So it's hard to like push yourself to do those things like posting super frequently on all these different social media apps. Um obviously like I'm still going to do those things but do I feel like sometimes it feels forced a hundred percent you know um do I think it's worth it to post it even if you feel like awkward doing it also a hundred percent because even if it just reaches one more person that's one more person who might fall in love with your music Mm -hmm. you know and one more person who has the potential to share it further exactly so yeah so that's something I'm, I'm I'm trying to do better with because it's so difficult for me to find myself interesting <laughs> <laughs> wow I'm opening up about a lot of insecurities today <laughs> um but yeah it just um sometimes I feel like I don't know what to post about because it's like, I don't want to like shove myself down people's throats, you know, but then it's like, I don't know, maybe someone else might like enjoy what I'm doing, even if it's just something completely mundane. I mean, I think the act of doing things like that makes it easier to continue and easier to find kind of where the shoe fits. But at the same time, it is very much like, all of a the sudden there's these platforms that have these types of content and things that are still like, it's still, yes, TikTok's been around for a hot minute now at this point, but it's still relatively fresh in the grand scheme of things. Yeah, And so it's still that stage of adaptability and, you know, things are ever changing even within that itself. So it's just, it's, you got, you gotta be in it for the long game. And that's all there is to it, which is, you know, blessing and a curse because. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I feel like in the end. Oh, yeah, for sure. You you just have to be willing to, like, get out of your comfort zone and get out of your own way, really. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that's like my uh, motto for this year. Get out of your own way. (laughs) Um, I think. it's true that like oftentimes we're our own worst enemies and our the biggest obstacle sometimes we face is ourselves you know like mm-hmm. I like for example sometimes I'll be working on a song 
for way too long uh, just because I want it to be exactly how I hear it in my head. I want it, I want it to be something that other people love to listen to. And then it gets to the point where I'm nitpicking like every single little thing. And that's keeping me from putting it out because it's a big no, no, my, yeah. Like my need for it to be a certain way keeps me from just putting it out and being consistent in my releases, which is why I'm like just putting songs out this year and just <laughs> take it or leave it people. <laughs> um mean facts essentially yeah facts. essentially yeah because it's like you know like it's also tough when you're producing your own music because I at, at least am very new to production I mean I've only been seriously producing stuff <clears throat> for the past two years and even then I don't feel like I'm producing like I'm not producing on a regular basis so I feel like I'm still very fresh and like green to production and so when you're trying to budget a lot of the times like I end up just like trying to produce all my own songs in an effort to like save for other things that I feel like I really need to outsource and so I feel like that kind of like delays things as well um but at the same time you know what like it, it's been a fun learning experience you know, like doing those things for myself, I feel like I've kind of learned like, dang, I can do a lot more than I thought I could, you know, like things might not be perfect, but this is what you're getting. And if I like it, maybe someone else will too, you know? I don't think there's a such thing as perfect when it comes to things like there this. There isn't. Um, there absolutely so isn't. put it out and leave yeah. it alone. <laughs> exactly my, that's my advice exactly. for you is put it out and leave it alone <laughs> exactly that's exactly what I'm trying to do because uh I am done being a perfectionist it's not fun you, if <laughs> doing this for the long haul you just absolutely can't be yeah because exactly. the thing is I talked about this on a previous episode it's it's not because like here's the thing if you're creating it and it's coming from your brain, your hands, your voice, whatever. It's new. It's a new idea that exists in the form that it exists in your mind, on your computer, whatever. No one's going to experience that said idea until you put it out. And therefore, there will be no necessary expectations because they don't know what's to be expected. Yeah. You know, people, there's a reason that it's like, you promote stuff and put it out in its capacity when it's said to be complete. No one's going to listen to it and be like, oh, you know what? Like this was supposed to have this or this was supposed to be this way or like this section wasn't supposed to be. There's no expectation. Nobody. And the thing is, is like oftentimes those like you're 80% of the way done when you're starting to make those little tweaks. And those little, yeah. you're really 100% of the way done. Those little tweaks are unnecessary just to your own liking. You know what I mean? Like improve it yeah. for the sake of quality being quality. But if you're like adjusting like one little like thing here, or like this isn't quite like, it's just like, no one's going to think, oh, like I wish it would have been just a little bit like more yeah. this and a little bit less of that music nerds might but who who cares yeah that? you know what i mean so like 98 percent of the people out there are just gonna listen to it and be like this is a new song to me yeah i like it i don't like it it's cool it's shit you know it's whatever they deem it to be but they're not gonna be looking at it as like oh like i wish they would have tweaked this you know what i mean it's yeah like, so making those little tweaks is really just in your own head and that's not just a you thing that's a way too many people thing yeah for <laughs> sure well so that's why I started like I'll typically send my demos to like two of my music friends and two of my non-music friends and uh that way I feel like I have you know that balance I like I need to know what it sounds like to just people who don't give a crap about the mix who don't care about uh the specific 
things where yeah the specific tweaks in production and they they just care about whether they're enjoying it while they listen to it you know they're 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 the vibe test exactly they're the vibe test and that frankly is more important to me (laughs) right like all you have to really be concerned about is is this delivering the vibe the message the energy that I want it to because that's what production and all that after the fact stuff is you know what I mean it's not it's not anything more than that it's like are we getting the vibe down yes or no yes release it no fix it release it you know those little like flow chart things that's what that's how it goes yes exactly (laughs) flow chart chart for the perfectionists I'm gonna make that I'm gonna make that (laughs) I was gonna say uh, let me know send them to me I'm going to like blow Every, it up everything and will just kind my, of like, end and release it. And <laughs> yeah. And there might be one that just says, fuck it, but that's fine. Um, <laughs> also some, release. <laughs> <laughs> fuck it, circle back, release it. Exactly. So, um, that I will make that happen. Um, <laughs> what do you find often inspires a lot of your songwriting? Um, I feel like, uh, you know, it's not always really about me. I find inspiration kind of everywhere. Um, I've written songs about my friends' lives, about like, you know, I've been reading a book and like was inspired by that storyline. I think I find my own life kind of boring a lot of the times. So that's why I try to pull inspiration from literally anywhere and everywhere. I I do write a lot about like my mental health though <laughs> just because I feel like that's like my way of kind of processing my emotions and um I used to think it'd be a little scary to share those kinds of songs with people but I've actually found that like those types of songs tend to resonate with a lot more people than like my songs about relationships you know um so I'd say that's definitely a big inspiration for me. Just like, I don't know if inspiration is the right word, but definitely like trying to process all the anxiety and like, you know, depressive feelings and things like that. And like turning it into something that like means a lot to me, like as a song and that other people can kind of cling on to and feel less alone when they hear it. That to me is like, really freaking awesome (laughs) yeah I mean the the response is and I've said this before the response you get from different things that you write is ultimately a huge driving force into continuing to write release etc etc because that's like it's like it's kind of along the lines of misery enjoys company um, in yeah. the sense of like, you know, it's like, oh, like not like, but it kind of works both ways in the sense of like, oh, like this person like enjoyed what I put together. But at the same time, it's like, it's sort of that like connection from it because it's something you've experienced that clearly they at least maybe not to a T or anything like that, like have experience. Cause obviously everybody interprets yeah. songs to mean different things. There's a reason that like there are websites like lyrics meaning or whatever the heck the website's called that has just like, it's like a forum of just people, yeah. di- different takes on what any song means. But it's one of those things that it's just like, you're telling a story in a way that people can understand, relate and connect to. And seeing that as Mm a tangible response is just going to make you want to create more things to gain more tangible response because everybody thrives off of the good old human, human connection. Absolutely. I mean, that's like the main reason I keep putting music out because I just want to find my people. I want to, I really like crave community, you know, and that's Mm -hmm. why I, I love TikTok because I feel like uh at least for me I found like a really great community on TikTok um and I feel like the people 
that listen to my music small community but it's it's a it's a really great one and i think um like i really need that sense of community and i hope that eventually like the people that listen to my music can all connect with each other in some way you know like that's what i love about taylor swift i was just gonna music. say you need your own swifties i need my own swifties i don't know what they would be called <laughs> but um i you know i uh, need my own Swifties, Crystal's version. <laughs> um, Fair enough. But yeah, no, I just love how, you know, like her songs, like they have a million different interpretations. Like everyone relates it back to their own lives and uh, they all kind of band together. And I very much consider myself a Swiftie. And I could talk, talk about Taylor Swift forever and her music because it, it really speaks to me. Um, but I mean, I think every artist, that's kind of like the dream to have that kind of listenership, that kind of audience that just like, is really there for the connection. And who just like, like, I don't care so much to share like, what a song I wrote about is like specifically about like, I hope that eventually like my songs become like the soundtrack to other people's lives, you know? That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. Find yourself on one of those My Life is a Movie playlists. Yeah, right? Exactly. <laughs> I mean, I don't know because uh, I write a lot of sad songs, so that might not be a good thing, but <laughs> but uh, still pretty cool. Still could be a thing. <laughs> yeah. If you had to create a new genre around your style of music, what would you call it? Ooh, um... That's a great question because I often have a hard time defining what style of music I make. That's why um, I, like this question. I think it's it's very much like cinematic pop with like elements of soul and sometimes alternative music. It, it honestly it just depends on the mood I'm in when I'm making a song. But um, I definitely think the that a lot of my songs uh when I am working on the production I want it to feel really cinematic you know like this could be in a movie and or it, it sometimes it feels very theatrical like a lot of people have pointed out to me that they feel like they can really sense like my musical theater background in my music but I love that <laughs> I know it's not always radio friendly but I think it would be like some kind of weird hybrid of that <laughs> don't know what you what would you call it um what would i call it um something pop i just don't know what the um i almost because i feel like like since cinematic pop is like kind of a thing like i've heard it before I almost want to like adjust it a little bit and almost say like theater pop, which just like I like I like the vibe of that phrase, but then when you think about it, yeah. it just sounds very like like something else. Um, it does. So uh, in that know. case, maybe not. But um, maybe not. But I don't know. I'm gonna. This is this one's gonna like sit with me. I'm gonna have to think about this. Yeah, this that, this is one of my favorite questions to ask because it always make like I think it, it pisses people off just as much as people love it because it's like <laughs> I hate trying to put myself in a box as it is. So you're making me like create a new box. It's like yeah. here, here are your pieces of cardboard. Like form a box out of this. Um, yeah. But at the same time, it's like you can walk away with essentially a genre of one, which is yeah. cool. Um, so I, you know like you know when you go to like submit yourself for playlist and it's always like these specific what, like what branches three genres do you most sound like or something like that is one yeah, of the like exactly. spotify for artist questions all the time yeah so i always end up putting like pop singer songwriter mm -hmm. and then depend like depending on like the song i'll put uh like you know obviously for like songs like 28 i put like acoustic pop you know mm -hmm. but and and I feel like a lot of people describe my 
music as acoustic pop or soft pop, but I don't feel like that's always applicable. Like, especially when you listen to songs like My Therapist or Do You Regret It or the song I have coming out on May 26th, um, Happy Endings, like those are definitely not <laughs> like soft acoustic pop kind of songs, you know? So I don't know. It does kind of vary a little bit, but that's why it's like, like, uh, there's a there's there's always a way to kind of like group it all together you kind of just have to look at what are like the continuing not themes necessarily as sort of like subject matter but like elements that kind of show up one after another I find that um a lot of so a lot of like music blogs tend Mm -hmm. to make comparisons to other artists right so Mm -hmm. I find that like the top three are always like Adele Lana Del Rey and Taylor Swift so now when people ask me I kind of tell them well my music is like Adele meets Lana Del Rey meets Taylor Swift like if all three of those got together and made a song that's probably what my songs would sound like (laughs) so your your genre is Lana Del Swift yes wait no but like no wait we missed like, Adele no well, not really because <laughs> well, no the, not really because Lana Del Del you know right. it's it's basically right there yeah and Just... maybe like sprinkle in some Sarah Bareilles you know <laughs> yeah I mean yeah I, I don't know what box I'd put you in or what box I would make around it that's the thing yeah I know, but if you figure it out, let me know so I can start uh, telling people that's what it is. <laughs> I don't think that's up for me to decide. I think that's up for you to decide. I asked I've you decided, the question. I've, de- I've decided I'm taking the responsibility off of myself. Oh, okay. <laughs> giving yeah. it to you. All right. That's what's happening. All right. Add it, add it to my list of job <laughs> titles beneath podcast host. Exactly. Crystal's branding. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Um, is there a release that you've put out that you think best embodies who you are as an artist? Like if you had to sell somebody on you, what one song do you show them? That's tough. Um, I think, so I think I would play them my therapist. My therapist thinks I need to set boundaries, but I'd rather just drink To forget all the memories of all the times I fucked up How my mind's I messed up, all the trauma and regret How I am a screw up, always gonna lose ya, always gonna let you down Cause I'm coming undone, always close to a Yeah, I feel like that really captures kind of the feel, like thematically, I feel like vocally, that really captures my style. Um, I feel like you kind of get a little bit of the whole vibe through that song, you know, like, obviously, I write a a lot about like mental health issues uh my insecurities you get a lot of that in my therapist obviously (laughs) um you get a lot of that like cinematic theatrical feel in that song as well um and I think um it's kind of like the middle ground you know because it's not a happy instead happy instead is very bubbly like upbeat pop even though it's still like uh dark kind of tone because of the songwriting but I would not show someone happy instead and be like this is crystal B you know because I don't feel like it is um but I also wouldn't show them bittersweet and be like this is what you're in for this is what every sound song is going to sound like you know um Mm -hmm. however I do feel like better off even though it is a ballad I feel like songwriting wise 
that is the song that I would want to show someone and be like, this is who I am as an artist, you know? Um, I think that it really feels like me, you know? So I think if if I could choose two songs. No, the, <laughs> two the songs. game we're playing is one song. I said one song. One. Dang it. I'm not good at playing. You only have seven just... to pick from. This can't be that hard. It's hard. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to stick with my first answer, my therapist. Okay. I think knowing i get why you are inching towards better you literally went like opposite ends of the spectrum in terms of timeline you went from first song to latest song yeah um so not sure not sure what's going on over there but um i think i think uh i think i mean i i can't hear them all in my head as i'm thinking through the titles um i guess i'm not as big of a fan as i should be um <laughs> sorry <laughs> that's totally okay how dare you not listen to i my know music i should have no i should have you been, should know every single I, one you should be my memory. i should be in the top like 0.1 percent of your streaming at the end of the year right um, exactly <laughs> um, Twenty thousand hours at the end of the year yes um i feel like like i know better off because it's newer better than some of the others yeah. but i think my therapist out of those two i would lean my therapist just because I know that's not the simplistic ballad that better off yeah. was. Exactly. Like I feel like there's you, there's you a lot can't more movement sell, with that one. Sell people on a ballad if ballads are not your cut and dry. Exactly. That's why I'm like then, I could then never... you would just be ballad pop. Then that would be your genre. Exactly. But that's not it. But it's not that's not it. Exactly. So we, we you have to leave kind of that for a little bit put... of spice. Yeah, I was afraid to put out another ballad for that reason because you know I already have bittersweet, and I'm like, you can have more okay. than one ballad. I do, I do. No, you uh, can. You're that's oh, allowed. Oh, you can. Like, that's allowed. Yeah, no, it's, it's okay. definitely allowed. <laughs> I just am so um, I like don't want to be pigeonholed. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want people to think like oh, this girl only makes like you're only pigeonholed if you pigeonhole yourself. Yeah, that's true. Um, but thankfully, like people have like been really receptive to better off they really love that song and i really love that song so i feel like it was a good move you know to put it out and just like be like screw it if people think i'm that ballad girl then so be it i love ballads <laughs> this is just proving more to the point that i need to make you that flow chart yeah exactly another ballad question mark release it <laughs> release it <laughs> that's just that's just gonna be it <laughs> everything yeah. just Release it. Um, well, I feel like you already kind of answered this one, so it makes it very unfortunate for my timeline of questions that you kind of already alluded to this response. But I'm gonna I'm gonna make you adjust things a little bit on this one okay, from what okay. your like previous answer was. If you had to pick two or three artists that you think your music is like a combination of, who would you choose? I'm taking Taylor Swift okay. off the table. That's okay. I'm taking so... Taylor Swift off the table that's totally okay um i think i'm gonna switch it up a little bit so Ooh. i've been getting kelly clarkson a lot Ooh, i like lately. that i don't i love that. kelly clarkson i right um yeah. it was a little unexpected but you know what's funny um when i was finishing up better off um my co-writer and i carrie we literally said to each other like Man, this would sound this would sound incredible if Kelly Clarkson ever sang this song. <laughs> and when I put it out, I got like three separate messages that day being like, "This this like gives me Kelly Clarkson vibes." It's piece and by I'm piece like, vibes. Yeah, it's Your amazing. It's great. I love that. And um, so yeah, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw Kelly Clarkson out there because number yeah, number one. Um. Second pick of the draft. I think I'm still gonna stick with Adele. Okay. Um, I, I do think we have similar that's the, vibes. That's where the ballad comes in. Yeah, She's exactly. Very ballady. She is very ballady. Um which I don't blame her because she sounds phenomenal. Yeah, I mean, if you don't need that much instrumentation around <laughs> exactly. your voice, don't freaking put that yeah. much instrumentation around your voice. Exactly. Um, dang, a third to wrap it up. So 
I, you know what, I am going to stick with Lana because I feel like I do definitely channel my inner Lana in some songs. Like I think you can really hear it in my therapist and in Do You Regret It. So I'm going to, I think I'm going to stick with that. I could see that. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I like Kelly Clarkson in that roster better than Taylor Swift. Yeah. I, like I think she's um, more upbeat a lot of the time than you are. She is. She and is. I think wrong when people, it. yeah, no, not at all. I think when people make that comparison, I think it's because one, they know that I'm a Swifty. And two, um, because I take a lot of pride in my songwriting and lyrics have always been super important to me. And I think um, when people think of great songwriting, that's often like synonymous with Taylor Swift. So I think that's why her name gets kind of like thrown in there. But I think as far as like musicality goes, I don't think we have very similar vibes. No, no. There's a sense of but influence. I do love there's her. There's not a sense yeah. of like exactly. Like I feel like there's a lot of Taylor influence. But does my music sound like Taylor's? No, it doesn't. Um, maybe like twenty eight might be like folklore vibes, but that I think that's kind of it. That's just getting to the nitty gritty at that point. Yeah. Kelly Clarkson definitely was like a uh, out out of nowhere kind of thing just because like I feel like she's so far removed these days from being and yeah. not like being an artist. Like, I'm not saying like she's like not an artist anymore because she does have like music I think coming out. But She just put out an album actually. Oh, I thought it, I, I didn't think, think it right? came out yet. I thought it was later this year. It, it just I could out. be yeah. wrong. I don't know. I'm pretty sure. Clearly, I'm not up to date, but I listened to like the couple singles she put out, but I have not actually listened to the full album yet. Sorry, One of her Kelly. Albums she put not out that you're like. I don't think Kelly Clarkson will care, but <laughs> you're trying to tell me that Kelly Clarkson's not a listener in my podcast. I hope she is because oh, dude, then she'll be listen. Dope. Then she'll then she'll hear me say, "Kelly, please sing my song better off." You would sound incredible on it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but like, she like is like the voice judge and she has her own like talk show and whatnot. So like, she is like more of just a celebrity than just like an artist anymore. Like she's not, it's not like Taylor Swift where all you associate with her is lyrics or her music, but, um, like she's just a whole thing now. And so it's like, yeah. Um, so I kind of forget about, yeah, yeah, yes. She's a busy lady. Mm-hmm. What is an outside passion of yours that you feel impacts who you are as an artist? Um, you know, I feel like a lot of like my hobbies are music related. <laughs> um, so I I freaking love karaoke. Um, I also I I mean I love reading and writing poetry I wouldn't necessarily say I'm great at the poetry but <laughs> um something I'm passionate about I feel like people expect me to say that I'm passionate about nursing but I feel like the only time that it's ever really impacted my writing is for broken heroes um what else am I really passionate about this isn't I mean I feel like that sounds lame but I feel like all my pa- all my passions are like music centric so um aside from reading I just love hanging out and like reading a good book um I don't know I think I guess you could link my love for helping people to just connecting with people in general and that definitely does influence my music making you know yeah I mean that's kind of a driving force you know it's uh i mean it it, the question is how it impacts you as an artist so if that's kind of like the driving force i think it applies yeah i think it applies i think it qualifies Um, what else am i passionate about dogs It impacts me as an artist in what way? Um, I don't know. I feel like I am a human golden. I'm I'm a a human golden retriever. Are you now? 
yeah. are you now? I don't know. Or maybe like a Cocker Spaniel. I feel like those my, are two I very different dogs. <laughs> they are very different dogs. But <laughs> you just um, took a very strong like, turn. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I feel like in some ways I'm a golden retriever. But then when I'm by myself, I'm more of a Cocker Spaniel. Does that make sense? <laughs> by day, I'm a golden. By night, cocker spaniel With, in groups i'm a golden retriever are when you? i'm at home I, i'm a cocker spaniel you know see i think i have trouble picturing anybody being a golden retriever that's not blonde oh okay no 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 it's not to energy. like not to like be it's like a- no no no. i understand it's not like <laughs> oh i think i look like a golden retriever i'm aware that that's not where we're going with this however I just I because we've always you had have golden a hard retrievers. Time. We've yeah. always had golden retrievers. We have one now, and we I had one from first grade to senior year of high school, and so like I just always think blonde. And I also like I deem myself to be a little bit of a golden retriever just because I'm I've got that like chaotic kind of energy. Yeah. Um, but I it, it's just you know, but it's like also like one of those things where it's like. Nobody really compares themselves to any other dogs. You know, it's not like yeah. somebody's walking around and be like, I'm very like, I'm, you know, if if my personality was a dog, I'm a French bulldog or I'm a chow chow. Right? Or like, you know what I mean? Like, that's just not a like, thing. I'm a shih tzu. Like, yeah. No. Like, <laughs> if you're a shih tzu, red flag. <laughs> red <Right>? flag. <laughs> red flag. Um, but. Oh, I am so sorry. Someone is definitely like doing some kind of yard work now. <laughs> that's okay. I don't know if um, you can hear that, but, <laughs> uh, but you know, I mean, nobody compares themselves to really other dogs. What makes you, what makes you say Cocker Spaniel? That's my question. So, okay. So I feel like, like my, I only really know from my Cocker Spaniel and you know, funnily enough, my Cocker Spaniel is mixed with Golden Retriever. So maybe that's why I feel that way, mm. but you are, um, you are your dog. Cocker I Spaniel, am my Golden dog. Retriever mix. You know, uh, they say dogs are like their owners, right? So, um, <laughs> <laughs> maybe it's the other way around for me um, he's just very like <laughs> like he's very chill he likes a very specific group of people and is extremely loyal to them and uh he's just like always down for a nap always down to relax and he's also very just telling me about you now i am like i feel like you're like articulating <laughs> this as if your dog was like the he- like a like you you know you're he is i mean i really feel like buddy is just like me he's the dog version of me and also the boy version of me i guess but um he is very food motivated he will be your best friend if you give him snack (laughs) same applies to me (laughs) that's all it takes (laughs) Um, yep that's all it takes snacks are the way to my heart uh, that's it snacks and like a nice little like a little head scratch you know (laughs) preferably not from a stranger (laughs) <laughs> for him too or just for you i mean he'll bark at strangers first but like he's wagging his tail you know and like i vibe with that because i too <laughs> feel like i don't really like strangers that much but like i'm down to be your friend but you have to prove to me you're a nice person first <laughs> i i feel like i'm learning more about you than this dog because <laughs> we're the same person <laughs> oh my god we're the same but yeah, that is why I am part golden retriever, part cocker spaniel. I think I need to move on from that. Yeah, that's <laughs> I think, okay. I think that I think that storyline has run its course. Yes. <laughs> that. Okay. <laughs> uh... <laughs> All right. Um... Okay, go ahead. <laughs> what is the ideal listening scenario for someone to consume your music in? Oh gosh. Okay. So I feel like my songs should be listened to in the car, blasted through the speakers. And the person ideally will be scream singing along because it's very therapeutic. I feel like my songs are very good for that kind of thing. So that's what I would recommend. (laughs) Any specific setting for the car at day, at night? Is it raining? Um, Is it sunny outside? I think it depends on the song, but if you're like going through all my songs at once, for example, I feel like probably kind of like a sunset vibe, you know, sunset vibe, evening drive around your neighborhood, kind of circling around because you're not ready to turn the music off kind of deal. I do that that all the time. 
I did that yesterday with one of my own songs nice love that (laughs) um yeah or sometimes I'll literally just sit in my driveway and like be blasting a song and I'm just not ready to get out of the car um I think that would work for most of my listeners um I think that's definitely the vibe of most of my music is there any absolute like don't put my music on in this scenario um like should I go be pumping iron to your to better off you know what um some people do actually I've had people like message me like isn't that's that crazy that's frightening that's, yeah no it's like should, damn no you're, you're going through it man yeah. <laughs> unless it's that like one upbeat one you put out that's Happy like yeah yes that one um that one I, I could I see know. on a workout I've, playlist I've everything people, else like you'd be surprised I mean personally I wouldn't I Red wouldn't but... <laughs> yeah I think it's great you know like whatever whatever works for you man ballads um, at the gym what are you getting done I'm telling you they must be going through it <laughs> if, you know if it's just I like, a, like a, a nice little like incline walk on the treadmill I'm all yeah. for it but if you're like yeah. like chest pressing shit and like squatting and whatnot like yeah you can't listen to bittersweet or better off while you're squatting are you okay (laughs) yeah well i had so someone told me once that they used to listen to my music at like two in the morning in the shower and just like really let let themselves like feel their emotions and i feel like that's very appropriate very appropriate that i deem acceptable you know yeah but that's yes, that's exactly. on a completely different wavelength than this. Completely different. You'd be surprised. I've had thing. people tell me about some pretty interesting like times they've been listening to my music, and I'm like, okay, to whatever. Their own, I guess. But to me, that <laughs> makes hap- me raise I'm just an happy they're listening. I'm just happy they're listening. Like I don't care where you're listening as long as you are. <laughs> Fair enough. You know, like Fair enough. I have people who start their day off with my songs on their way to work, and I'm like, that's. I don't know that I would because I feel like I'd be like ready to turn back around. Like I'd have to, like, I'd have to this. I'm, I'm going home. I'm going home. <laughs> yeah. Like I just, that doesn't seem like, you, like, you know, you, you can't, that's not an energy you booster, you know? Exactly. In most like, you cases. You can maybe listen to like my therapist or like, do you regret it? I, I mean, happy instead. Yeah, sure. Happy but, instead like, is so- a very versatile yeah it is but the rest are just not quite the rest are not really conducive to like like you wouldn't put it on like a playlist to like get hyped up you know what i mean no, like you can't pre-game with i was gonna say freaking... your music does not belong on a pre-game playlist no it does not no it does not if you put it on there if you're listening to this and that is your that pre-game is your music? liking that is that's fine but you you might be crying later i don't know like <laughs> I imagine pre-gaming for what is my question you know like you must be going through some shit to be pre-gaming with my music on your playlist like you're about to go out and get like blackout drunk and just cry to a stranger kind of vibes you know if that's what you're going for I don't know if that I mean that might be what they're going for go for it have (laughs) fun couldn't be me but enjoy nope (laughs) all right or a lot of a lot of question marks around that. Yes. Um, what is it that you think sets you apart from other independent artists? So I get that question a lot. Um, and do I you? Think I do. Uh, you know, when I've done like interviews or uh, questions. Like, yeah. Right. Like, no. <laughs> um, no, I actually I really don't mind that question too much. At first, it used to be kind of like, oh crap what does set me apart from people but I think I've kind of just like narrowed it down to my desire for connection and like wanting to be honest through my songwriting and just wanting to provide a safe space for my listeners where they can just feel the whole range of emotions and you know not feel like judged for it feel like hey me too like I'm not alone in that feeling and I I think the fact that I like actively try to connect with my listeners like I will be up in people's dms and like comments and stuff and like I I try to like really talk to people about how they feel about the songs and stuff I think um that that sets me apart in a way because 
I really am not just saying like, yeah, I want to connect with people through my music. Like I'm actively like trying to, you know? Saying is one thing, doing is the other. Yeah. Catch me on Twitter. uh, Yeah, exactly. Like I, you know, I feel like, um, Did you say catch me on Twitter? Yes, exactly. Like, that's where I am, like, constantly, you know, I feel like I was really late to Twitter, (laughs) you know? It's like, I don't pick you Um, as a a Twitter person at all. I know. I don't seem like a Twitter person, but I have a lot of thoughts, and it's just easier for me to, like, like, post on Twitter, you know? Um, And, like, thankfully, I'm on the side of Twitter where, like, everyone's really nice. (laughs) It's not like super toxic for now, right? Like, God, I hope it doesn't turn into like a toxic place for me because right now that's like my go-to like social media app because I just feel like I found such nice people on there that just like genuinely like care about music and connecting with like the artists they listen to. So I feel very good about that connection. Whereas with like Instagram, I feel like I do still connect with a lot of people there and same with TikTok, but um, it's a little harder to have like an ongoing conversation with people sometimes, you know, I think Twitter is very much like meant for just like writing quick thoughts out, you know? Um, yeah, but I mean, I it's a different, like, it's a different beast. I'm a fangirl a lot on Twitter. I, uh, I, I have a, a music account on Twitter for my music, but I think, um, <laughs> I mainly use it to talk about other artists and how much I love their, their stuff, you know? Um, so it's I think marketing. that's why. I, yeah, right. I'm like, I just love these people. And by the way, I also make music. <laughs> but, you know, like, it, it works, sort of. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That's one way to do it. Yeah. What impact do you ultimately want to have? Um, like on music or the world? <laughs> Just However in general. You, please, to answer um, what impact do you want to have with your music and with your artistry? I think ideally, like, I would like to, you know, I've, I said this earlier, but I I really want to cultivate like a safe space for people, a community for people where they feel understood and seen by their peers and also just like bring more awareness and uh, help people feel less scared to talk about mental health issues that's the kind of impact I would really like to have you know and I I like I said before I write a lot about mental health issues even if it's just like opening up about insecurities in my songs I feel like that that's the main impact I would want to have like just helping other people feel seen I think you know which uh yeah I, I feel like um other people might answer that with like bigger bigger things like yeah one day I want to like uh change like the music scene and uh get a Grammy that would all be great but that's my like my main goal is you know just creating that community for people and also um as a bigger girl you know like I want it to be more normalized for like people of all sizes and races and ages to pursue music you know like I feel like um you don't often hear of nearly 30 year old plus size artists you know you have like a few that people really really love but I feel like it's not really mainstream you know there were so many times uh growing up where I was told you know, if I looked a certain way, like if I changed my body to be this way or that way, that I would have more success. And it was extremely discouraging. And now that I'm older, I'm like, I don't give a crap if that's what you think. Like, I'm still going to do what I want to do, you know? Um, And that's the kind of impact I would like to make as well. Just like make people feel like 
they can do the things they want to do regardless of their size or, or anything, you know? Um, it would be amazing to see more artists that don't look like a traditional pop artist uh, become more mainstream. I, I mean, <clears throat> I think definitely the landscape has changed in, in that direction, but mm -hmm. it's not like at the point where it's like a, uh, for lack of a better way of articulating it, equal share of the market um, yeah. or proportional share of the market necessarily. But, um, and who knows what that timeline looks like or anything like yeah. that. I definitely am not one to say, but always possibility, you know? Yeah. So I think that brings us to the last question, which is ultimately the whole concept behind the podcast, which is why music? Why music? Honestly, it just makes me so freaking happy. You know, uh, I, that's really what it boils down to. Like, it makes me feel less stressed. It makes me feel less anxious. I feel seen and understood when you know, I listen to my favorite songs. And then when I get to create something that is meaningful to me and I can share it with other people, it just brings me joy in a way that very few things can. And I think I, at least I hope, I'll always feel that way about music. And I don't know how long I'll make music for. I'm hoping forever. <laughs> but um at least for now I can say like it makes my life better I mean what else could you ask for right exactly right? I think that's I that's like enough. my whole thing like I don't want to waste any more time when I could have been doing something that I truly loved and for me that's music and I just want to keep doing it until I can't anymore yeah. I mean, nothing holding you back, you know? Exactly. No, no stopping you now. That's right. <laughs> finger guns and all. I love finger guns. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, I think that brings us to the end of this episode of the Why Music Podcast. Check back again next week for another conversation with another independent artist. Thanks for listening.